0: Welcome to the Land of Etheria, Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 48, The Frozen Grotto. Once upon a time, in the Land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures They had just helped a friend of Ellery's save her wedding day, only to realize that it was their old friend Captain Rustin's wedding. While they were saving the wedding from disaster, Finn and Corrin had learned some important news about the last crystal keeper. So what did Tuck say about the last keeper? Did you see him? Nea asked. Finn nodded. Yes, he says she's bringing someone special to the dwarf mining camp we need to bring Darius there to meet her, so they can restore the tranquil ruins. And heal Scorch, Nea reminded them. So the four of them, Nea, Lulu, Finn, and corin set out with Darius to the west, towards the dwarf mining camp, where they had hoped to meet not only the final crystal keeper, but also Corrin's sister, Hazel, who had managed to take the black crystal away from the ogre, who had been using it for his own good. As they traveled west, they went through the north woods and passed just south of the Forest of Forevermore. There they heard a bunch of buzzing and whizzing going by. Nea and Lulu had heard that sound before. Even though they couldn't see anything, they knew there must be fairies nearby. Nea quickly pulled out the magic mask that Ola had found in a magic cave in the clouds. It was Rokta's mask. And allowed anyone who wore it the ability to see fairies and other magical creatures. As soon as she put it on, she watched a purple fairy fly by, then a green one, then a yellow one, whom she knew quite well. Flix! Nea shouted. Flix stopped mid air, and his trail of yellow sparkles cascaded to the ground. Princess Nea and Princess Lulu of Sparland, he said, flying over to the girls. Boy, am I glad to see you. Who are these two with you? Are they safe? Flix asked because it could be very dangerous for a fairy to reveal him or herself to a stranger. Sometimes, people would capture fairies and try to use their magic for their own good. So Princess Nea introduced Finn and Corin. She explained that they were two more keepers of the power crystals. Another keeper of a blazing crystal, and one of the tornadian crystal. Corin and Finn bowed to the invisible fairy, not quite knowing where he was yet. Wait, you have a blazing crystal? Flix asked, putting a finger to his chin. And you're an elf, he said, then pointing to Corin, who was, in fact, an elf. I think it's very fortunate I've run into each of you today. How would you all like to help out the Elf Grotto?" -"What's happening at the Elf Grotto?" asked Corrin, very interested now, for he was from there. -"It's been frozen, and a bunch of Ethereans are stuck behind a wall of ice." -"Wait, who's been frozen?" Nea asked, realizing that any of their friends could be stuck there. -"Ola's there. Your ogre friend. One of the giant protectors is there." "'Ola is there? Where's Prince Paul? Where's Wall?' Lulu asked, knowing that they often travel together. "'If that's the other smart ogre with the map, then yeah, he's there too,' Flix said. "'And Nikisha? Korn asked, for she was a good friend and one of his trainers. Flix nodded, and by now they all realized they needed to get to the Elf Grotto, as soon as possible. It wasn't long until they got there, By now, most everyone had cleared out of the elf grotto. It was a ghost town, and a fragment of its formal activity. No longer were elves walking through the streets or hanging out at a small shop together. The whole city was quiet, with pillars of ice everywhere. We've not seen anything like this before, Nea observed as they walked through the empty city. When they made it to the palace, The amount of snow and ice and things frozen all around them increased, and the whole palace was filled with an eerie quietness, the kind of echo-less sound that happens when you go outside with a foot of snow. And when they got to the throne room, they saw Chief Elden still there, turned into stone in the back, but the whole throne room was almost fully encased in ice and snow. They could see that inside the dome were a few Aetherians huddling around and moving to keep warm. They tried calling out to them, but their voices were unable to penetrate the thick dome of ice. This ice must be a foot thick, noticed Darius. Meanwhile, Rose put her giant paw bears on the ice wall and began licking the ice. It was very refreshing to her. The entire party stood there, staring at the huge wall of ice. It was quite magnificent, really. "'Well, what are you waiting for?' Flick said, breaking the trance. "'Don't you have the blazing crystals?' "'Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,' said Finn, pulling out his crystal. Princess Nea did the same, and their two crystals began to dance and twist together, igniting an orange and red flame between them. The flame began to expand and cover a huge dome of ice like a net." As the flame consumed the dome, all the ice began to melt, starting at the top, and everyone could feel the temperature rise in the throne room. Before long, the dome was melted, and the elf chief's son stepped toward the adventurers and gave them all his thanks. He was most honored, though, to see Corn, who he could already tell had grown a lot through his many, many adventures. When Nea and Lulu didn't see Ola, or Wall, they asked the chief about it. There are a few of these ice domes. They came on so suddenly, out of nowhere. There were two that came in, by the lower gardens, and one by the lagoon. Even our elf magic isn't able to melt it. Korin led the way, and they headed down to the lower gardens first. When they found the ice dome, Naya and Finn used their crystals to melt that one, too. Inside this one they rescued Nikisha, who was with a dwarf and a few other elves. "'Princess Nea and Lulu of Sparland, Nikisha said, as soon as she was freed. "'Oh, how grateful I am to see you both here! And with Corin! Oh, how oh, I would love to catch up with all of you, but now is not the time. This is Becca of Darmida, and we need to get her and this fairy to the dwarf mining camp. She has crucial news about the attack, that we need to get to Chief Ruby. Of course, but first we need to find Ola, our ogre friend, Nea replied. And before Nakisha could respond, they dashed off to the lagoon. And as they traveled, word was getting around to the entire elf grotto that there were keepers in the city, and that they were melting all of the ice domes. When they got to the lagoon, Nea and Finn again pulled out their crystals and started melting the ice dome. When it was completely melted, they found an ogre, but not the one they were looking for. "'Where's Ola?' Nea asked, looking at Wall. "'Who is in the presence of a few more fairies and another elf and dwarf?' "'And where's Paul?' "'They went inside the cave,' Wall explained, pointing to the cave behind them. "'Why in a would they do that?' asked Finn. They were mining some colagtrite for the dwarf mining camp. We need more to make explosives, Wall said. Are they okay? asked Lulu. By my calculations, they should be okay still. But they're stuck down there. We don't know if there's any other way out. This isn't good, Corrin jumped in. Those caves are loaded with traps to keep everyone out of them. We better hurry and get down there. But not everyone... You all stay here, and I'll make sure they can get out. Not on your own, Nikisha said. She motioned to her bow and arrow, which she still had slung around her back. So the two elves darted down the cave, and just as Korn had suspected, Paul and Ola set off a trap, and were stuck in a small cage. Most elves knew that a trigger for the cage would be located in one of the corners, and looked like a small disk. The only way to release the cage was to shoot an arrow at the small disc up in the corner. Both Korin and Nikisha drew their bows at the same time, and struck the disc with their arrows. Nice shot, Nikisha said, patting corn on the back. As soon as they were all back to the lagoon, they agreed they needed to get Becca and her fairy friend and the Calagrite to the dwarf mining camp as soon as possible. Becca had heard that the ogres would be attacking the dwarves at dawn the next day, and if they wanted to be prepared, they were going to need to know what to expect. And the Kalag wouldn't hurt either. While Nea and Lulu were hoping to finally meet up with the last keeper, there was another important matter. Protecting the dwarf mining camp from King Balok and an ogre invasion. But that story... Is for another night. The end. The Land of Etheria is produced by a father daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast.